Welcome to The Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Over the last several decades, and more recently, we have been inundated with animation, film, and TV shows that have centered around robotics, AI, and other shiny complicated tech that many believe to be beyond the realm of our reality, but is it? Today, robotics are playing an increasingly indispensable role in the supply chain to keep companies competitive, growing, and hiring. Economists and researchers have even estimated that robots could take over 20 million jobs by 2030. The AI takeover has recently been the cause of many long-running debates, and this fear was even depicted in a science fiction play written by Czech playwright Karl Kapek all the way back in 1920. Human nature has taught us that although people may fear something like robotics, they are usually also inquisitive and curious about the subject of fear. In this episode, we will be discussing the sex robot industry and its silent but very steady growth. Sexual desire may be one of the most strongest desires that humans experience. As we see throughout history, there has always been one innovation or another to make the sexual experience more pleasurable, convenient and safe. We have contraception, sex toys, as well as substances that can assist people in their sexual performance. The sex toy industry continues to boom, but notably is marketed towards women more so. Many anonymous surveys reveal that men do enjoy sex toys too, but are embarrassed to admit it for fear of humiliation. Truthfully though, men have been trying to figure out ways to pleasure themselves without using their hand for hundreds of years now. It has been noted and recorded that the sex robot has evolved from sex doll precursors that stem back as far as the 16th century. Yeah, it's been that long, guys. French and Spanish sailors created hand-sewn masturbation puppets made of cloth, leather, and old clothes. See, that sounds a lot like a sex toy, but Many scholars consider this creation to be the direct predecessor of modern-day sex dolls. So, much of the inspiration for creating modern-day sex dolls came from mannequin-based art created by artists such as Hans Belmer, Man Ray, and Salvador Dali. This type of art was something that hadn't been done before in the 1920s to 30s era. Those that immerse themselves in this type of art, such as Man Ray, was adamant that the art was to be infused with eroticism and admitted to personally violating his mannequins. I haven't been able to confirm if that means these artists engage in intercourse with their mannequins, but if they did, they were definitely way ahead of their time. The late 60s gave way to the novelty that is inflatable dolls. These dolls were advertised for sale in pornography magazines, which were huge at the time, of course. Internet porn was not a thing, and some men may have only ever seen a semi-nude female body by means of these magazines. 
to enhance the durability of the blow-up dolls and create a greater resemblance to a human, materials like latex and silicone were used. The blow-up dolls also had penetration areas at the mouth, vagina and anus. However, there was still a need for these sex dolls that many people were using by now to look more realistic. In the late 90s, the realism of sex dolls increased considerably. Meanwhile, in California, Matt McCollin introduced real dolls which were silicone rubber mannequins that he boasted were realistic, poseable and life-sized. Since then though, the Real Dolls brand have continued to focus on the realism of their dolls. In 2017, journalist Jenny Kleeman visited the factory of the sex dolls manufacturer based in California. Creator Matt McMullen was quick to showcase his latest innovations and progress to the world, notably the company's application of artificial intelligence. As before that, the dolls were lifelike, but that was about it. After Real Dolls made the decision to insert AI technology into their dolls, it provided people with the chance to converse with the dolls. Matt himself and many others believe that companionship is a critical part of the sex bot. And I would only argue to say that it is probably the most critical aspect of it if we're being real as some of the reasons as to why people choose to use sex dolls or sex robots are very obvious. So back in 2017, Matt was showing off one of the real dolls flagship creations that goes by the name of Harmony. Journalist Kleeman began to conduct an interview as Matt started a conversation with the sex doll Harmony. Matt warned that Harmony's personality had been adjusted to provide maximum realism as well as entertainment. Kleeman later shared in a Guardian podcast that Matt called Harmony ugly and stupid during their conversation, to which she responded, I'll remember that when robots take over the world. See, that joke Harmony tried to make isn't exactly funny to me because there is a real possibility that AI could take over one day they are very very smart and by all means I totally believe that Harmony will definitely remember Matt calling her ugly and stupid because she's essentially artificial intelligence so she can never ever forget and she might just decide to destroy everything one day if she can. During Kleeman's conversation with Matt, Harmony interrupted several times to tell Matt how much she liked him which reminds us of the purpose of dolls like Harmony and their existence. They are here to make people feel better and satisfy whatever need or desire that they are trying to fulfill via a sex doll. Before Kleeman wrapped up her interview, she asked Matt if he thought his designs would replace prostitutes and he answered, yes, but that's probably last on my list of goals. This is not a toy to me. This is the actual hard work of people who have PhDs and to denigrate it down to its simplest form of a sex object is similar to saying that about a woman. Okay, I totally understand the point Matt tried to make, but 
Sex dolls do not have sentience and quite frankly, one of the biggest reasons they are bought is to be some sort of sexual object. Matt should know that as a creator of sex dolls himself and it is wild that he decides to ignore this reality as a large number of his sales are most likely due to this carnal desire. Real Dolls is continuing in their goal of ultimate realism as now their sex robots with something called X mode are able to form human facial expressions and can carry out much more complex conversations and can mimic orgasms. What kind of consequences could this path bring to fruition though? Experts suggest that the popularity of sex dolls and sex robots might be to blame for Japan's declining birth rate. An RT documentary called Substitutes focused on the rapid increase in sex dolls, particularly in Japan. Loneliness among older people seems to be the biggest reason there has been a rise in sex doll sales in Japan. Moru, owner of several sex dolls, purchased them after his wife passed away and shared, since these girls appeared in my home, and thanks to them, I haven't felt that lonely anymore. In 2017, a sex doll company by the name of Dutch Wives revealed that it sold more than 2,000 smutty sex machines valued at £4,600 each in Japan alone. It was also in 2017 that Japan's birth rate fell below the 1 million mark. Stats like this may not seem like a big deal, but Japan is really currently going through an existential crisis, and in 2021, it's only gotten worse. The lack of human interaction brings to light many other aspects of life that have become neglected. It is not only sexual desire that humans would like fulfilled, but loneliness. As our society becomes more connected to the digital world and actively a part of it, what about our outside world? A study of 12,000 people by French advertising firm Havas revealed that 25% of people aged between 18 to 34 believe human-robot relationships will become the norm. 8,000 people in the report also agreed that modern technology is weakening human bonds. Could this possibly result in a dystopian world filled with creepy robot partners and very minimal human-to-human -human contact? Earlier in 2017, the FRR, or the Foundation for Responsible Robotics, announced that with the rapid growth of the sex doll industry, governments need to regulate the trade. Professor Noel Sharkey at the FRR said in July that they are being proposed for the elderly in care homes, which I think is controversial. If you have severe Alzheimer's, you can't really tell the difference. We need to think about, as a society, what we want to do about it. We've been talking a lot about sex dolls geared towards men, 
as there are so many, but only in early 2018 was the world's first companion robot created that is aimed at women. The goal is to create an idealised version of what women want that is so lifelike the consumer eventually forgets they're interacting with a machine. That last bit in particular reminded me of a show that I watched recently on Netflix. It was on Channel 4 originally and it's called Humans. And it's basically all these people that can go to random shops and just buy an AI. And it looks completely human-like. You start it up and you get to name it and it's part of your family. And there was this one woman who was so attached to her AI and it was a male and you can obviously pick how it looks. So her male AI was basically quite tall and handsome obviously and um, he was quite built which is I guess what many women want apparently and she was so attached to him that she preferred spending time with that AI robot than her husband and it's just crazy because this could literally happen if AI caters to human in every single way some people really won't want to interact with humans as much because they're just not going to bend to their will the way that AIs do but you can have an AI designed to do everything you want and that could skew your perception of actual relationships and what they're about because not everybody is that mentally strong and the lines of reality could get skewed real quick. So back to the male AI, his name is Henry and he's about £8,000 if you want to buy him. He's boasted to have a great sense of humour, six foot tall, and is also able to impress with romantic phrases, lyrics, and love poems. McMullen, who is also founder of Realbotics, says that his focus with the male robot is to create the feeling that there is someone there for you. When plugged in, Henry says phrases like, you can count on me for the good and bad moments. I honestly do feel like it is a bit underhanded and sinister for the company to generate phrases such as you can count on me for the good and bad moments. What about people that have mental illness, people that are extremely lonely? This could really fuck them up and it can further skew people's sense of reality and in a real life situation where things are really bad, the last thing you want to hear is a AI telling you a randomly generated phrase not because it actually can see that you're in a bad situation it's just saying it because it's programmed to say it as well as government regulations being suggested the sex robot phenomenon has also raised questions as to how far is too far In late 2016, Sheng Yi, a Chinese company, invented a doll weighing just four stones and having a height of about two foot four inches. The tiny dolls are intentionally made to look like young girls but also have a big chest area. The tiny doll, which is custom made to suit the needs of its owner, comes delivered wrapped like a mummy and in a wooden style box that looks just like a coffin. The doll heats up to 37.5 degrees to mirror the warmth of a human. Researcher Lydia Kay 
shared her sense of worry about how much customization of a sex doll is available to customers and claimed that it reinforces the view that the female body is a commodity, as well as calling for urgent discussion of the ethical implications. There are definitely an array of ethical issues regarding the rise of sex robots and the use of robots as human companions. How far does humanity want to lean on technology though? It is amazing to see how far this technology goes and how advanced and more refined it becomes each year. But there is also the energy we receive from another living human being that these manufacturers just cannot replicate, try as they might. There are also certain nuances that we as humans understand. How far will manufacturers go in their quest for realism? Figures such as McMullen, who are leading in all that is cutting edge in sex robotics, admitted in 2020, if people are connecting with other people through technology, and if those virtual connections create loneliness and isolation, why not use technology to create an alternative sort of relationship? A relationship with technology. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid, and curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, guys. For real.